Welcome to another episode of Spoil Radio. I'm Reese, And I am Dan. So this week, we're going to be doing The Lighthouse. Mm. Um, did we want to do a, a drop? We, we don't have anything to talk about with last really. movie. No, no, it's fucking trash. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> That's how bad it was, truth or dare. Yeah, oh, terrible. <laughs> Let it burn. Not as bad as Venom, though. <laughs> we're 26 seconds in. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. Uh, we're doing The Lighthouse. We're going to just pop straight into it because yeah. this movie is, wow. Um, <laughs> There's so many things it, going on so many levels. My initial response to the film is it's its own masterpiece mm. in this really weird way. Yeah. Like you can't, it's not a film that you'd watch a, a lot. No. It's not a movie. It's It's an experience. Yeah. It's not. It's nothing else. It's mm. not even like. It's so interesting. It's yeah. It's interesting, but it's interesting because of uh, oh, how well, of the experience. <laughs> yeah, we're being yeah. there, and yeah. and how many, how much there is to unpack while watching it. Mm. You will leave the film thinking about more of the film, like think trying to delve deeper into the film. And this isn't like something like Inception, where you leave the film, or you know, Interstellar, like Nolan's movies, where you leave the film and you're unpacking yeah. some themes. This is unpacking folklore. This is unpacking uh, psychology. This mm. is like it's unpacking like so many facets of human beings, of history. It it delves deeper than just here's your theme. Yeah. Um. There's a lot to talk about here. My my initial response, I loved it. I loved the film and. Same. You know, I I, 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 I finished watching it. I was sitting in, in my, my room with a friend mm. and we were just watching the fucking movie and we finished it and we went, uh, we looked at each other like, so that happened. Like we don't like, you know, like we, <laughs> like we, like we didn't know how to respond at first. We were like. It was like it, a, it was like a first kiss in a car. It's like, did that just happen? Yeah. Kind of in a way. It was like that, that just occurred and. Where do we go from here? Because like, there's a like, do like, where would this story continue? Even though it, it ends, yeah. But in your head, you're like, there's more to this mm. to think of, yeah. Um. Uh. So the first initial thing we got to get out though is that while we're talking about this, it's going to be like a branching of ideas, mm. and we'll try and structure it as best we can. Yeah. But even you know, as we were conversing before even the podcast, we were like. How, you know, how do we even make this, you know, um, cohesive? You know, how do we like make this like a, a point A to point B? But the film doesn't do that. No. The film is not a point A to point B at the end of the day. It is uh, a point A to Z to G to J. It's like, <laughs> it jumps yeah. with where it wants to be. Mm. And, and it jumps because of the madness of the film itself. Yeah. You so, pretty much know how it's going to end from the beginning. You do, you yeah. yeah. You know that these people are. They, it's this is a tragedy. Mm. You know, it's and in ways it's very Grecian as a film. It's a very, uh, it's very old style. It feels like a nineteen twenties film, even though it's set in like shot way better eighteen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, but shot way better. It's shot with same type of stock from it. Yeah, but there's shots in there. It's like, hmm, how did they do that one? Oh, for sure. Yeah, actually, you know, the opening one when they first go into the house? Yeah. Yeah. And it's dollying around and then it goes back over. It's like, oh, where's the track there? So, yeah. It's and it like, was steady as. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Well, Unless it, I had it on the roof or something, I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, even after watching the film, I can't remember moments. No. And I can. After that, after that, I was just like, man, I, I was like I was, I was stuck in a dream. Yeah, you were stuck yeah. in this weird like ultimate reality of like where you are and you're and the beautiful thing about the film is that as like a as a setting mm. it being on this desolate lonely small bleak island uh y- you get lost in the island as well mm. you're just there yeah. you're there on the island with them mm. and you're watching this like madness play out <laughs> oh it's so good you're watching it just play out like yeah. it's like nothing's occurring mm. uh, but everything's occurring at the same time the the place is is alive and dead. Mm. It's both. It, yeah. It's fucking weird. Mm. It reminds me of the Revenant. Like I know we always coming back to specific films, yeah. 
but it reminds me of the revenants like um it's like surreal look no the locations where everything's dead one minute it's all snow and then but the snow around the snow there's so much happening there's life as well there's so much like there's the the waves crashing and yep. The, yep. the rivers running and but then you go into the, the wilderness and you're in this like beautiful vibrant location you hear birds and shit and yep. you're so confused <laughs> as to where we are anymore and and how we've gotten here and but we but we still know where we are at the same time it's such a it's a mind fuck of a movie yeah. this movie oh, it's amazing it's, it actually like said before it's like a masterpiece it is and it's and it's a master like if you see like i, I think we should just jump straight to factoids get that out of the way so we can just jump straight into the film itself without like you know having to be like yeah, yeah don't say the factoids um <laughs> yeah so yeah factoids man you you always the same <laughs> fuck it all right just factoids play <laughs> factoids factoids giving you these factoids put it in a rap boy something with some crap noise so some of the factoids is that um, it's shot at um, one nineteen one. Yep. So that's that's you know a lot of movies are doing that. Actually, today we're talking about two films, and not on this specific podcast, but we're in the room talking about two films for today. Yeah. And um, both of them are shot at a similar aspect ratio, yep. a very square very picture. Yeah. Um, some of the rehearsals in the film. Uh, before the film was made, they had uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in like a room mm. in a hotel. And for a week, uh, the director and the two would just do the whole movie. And Robert Pattinson fucking hated doing the rehearsals because he feels like he does. He overthinks it if he's doing rehearsals. Yeah. But if he's on set and the cameras are rolling, he just does shit. Yeah. But Willem Dafoe fucking loves rehearsals, bro. He loves it. I wonder if that's because of like an old school. Probably. There's probably a very like, there's a discipline there. Yeah. I think if you look at like these days, a lot of actors have very little discipline, mm. but they deliver. Yep. Because they just, it's like a natural thing mm. instead of a, yep. a, you know, and we're not acting where. Yeah. Like the old days. Yeah. here, yep. you know. Um, also, the, it was filmed in double X stock. So that means that, with the lighting in all of the scenes, it had to be fifteen to twenty times brighter. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, than mm. than uh, normal set. Yeah. So they're saying that like the whole time, a lot of the times when the actors were doing a scene towards each other, like an yeah. over the shoulder or something like that, it's so fucking hard to look at each other because it like so there'd just be like a bright light in their yeah. eyes and they're like, <laughs> were, they using, were they using LEDs or do you know? Um, it was like eight hundred k. Or something. I think there were LEDs, if yeah, I remember reading it. Oh man, you're you'd frying you'd, there. Your eyes would be like, mm. yeah. And they would put um, uh, can- canisters, like gas canisters, like um, gas lit yeah. lights, really close to their face to get right. the same flickers and that. Yeah. And they said it was just fucking annoying. Like it was just like it was like <laughs> it was like just a pain in the ass to be in. Um, all of the stuff was shot in like uh, the actual weather terrain and that so none of that was made up weather it was all real weather yeah all real like um shit happening a lot of the time um i wonder if those birds are the seagulls i think i think they would be like either cg or yeah. animatronic yeah. especially when they're like close up yeah but a lot of the birds i think would be real yeah oh, some funny parts of those birds are oh bro that- <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll get to it, bro. Oh, my God. Um, oh, man. And Robert Patterson would do a lot. Of, there's a lot of information on Robert Patterson in the film, which is really weird because I think that Defoe did a much just there's class yeah. with Defoe. Um, but Patterson would psych himself up by like punching himself in the face and smacking himself in the face. Uh, he would to be like more drunk. He would spin in circles and get himself like really dizzy. Yeah. Um, there's that scene where they like fall asleep on each other. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he said just before they were falling asleep, uh, Robert Patterson was shoving his fingers down his throat and gagging to make himself feel sick and ill and like yeah. out of it. And Whoa. Willem Dafoe was like, if you fucking vomit on me, I swear to God. <laughs> he was like getting like a little angry with him. Um, and he was also like, because there's all... Oh, was the... that with the part when they were doing the... It was like near gay scene? Yeah, near that, yeah. 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 
Um, and then there was also like whenever there was water that was dripping down the ceiling and through the crevices, yeah. Patterson would like run up to it and like drink the water from the oh. from the ceiling and that that was dripping through, just to like psych himself up of like yeah. this is what I'm doing as a character. Hurting. Um, so that's pretty much all the mm. the factoids. None of it's really like you know. Uh, it's it's technical and acting, and I feel like that's the movie. Yeah, isn't it based off a a book that wasn't finished? Or no, like it's not based off a book. It's based off a real story about a lighthouse in eighteen oh one. It's uh, the Flannan Lighthouse, and it's a disappearance of three men. Um, uh, their name was uh, Thomas Marsh, James uh, D- James Doucet, or something like that, and Donald uh, MacArthur. Hmm. And it was like, I think it was 1801. I think it was 1801. I can't, don't question me on that. Like, don't put me down on it. But it was literally these these guys were there and then they they came to the White House and they're like, oh, they're fucking gone. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and there's heaps of like, you know, those, those things like maybe they fought near a cliff and they all got washed away or mm. um, there's just other things like, you know, maybe they, uh, there's, there's things about like a... Um, very Lovecraftian ideas, mm. which that comes into play in the film. Oh, yeah. um, so it's a lot of folklore, ghost stories about it. Yeah. Um, but still, they they'll never found and they don't know where mm. they disappeared to. Crazy, yeah. So that's pretty much the factoids. Just to get it out of the way, that we got like these are some of the the ideas mm. underneath it because a lot of the film mm. has a lot to do with uh, 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 folklores. Has a lot to do with um, uh, what is his name, uh, Poseidon and Proteus, yep. and even um, yeah, Prometheus. All, yeah, all of these like uh, ancient Grecian gods and things like that, yep. and, and gods of the sea and the ocean. Mm. And there's a lot of interesting parts in the film that very much so play a part of that. Um, and the the characters like are driven to be facets of these Grecian gods. Um, if you look at, like, Patterson's character as well as Defoe's character, mm. there are moments in this film where, I don't know about you, you can tell me if you think the same. I thought they were the same person for a little while. There was this, there was this point in it where I was like, he's named Thomas, your name's Thomas. Mm. Are you just, like... Yeah, fucking unless, like the same person. And I, was, I was thinking they're trying to do like some sort of role reversal. Yeah, I just thought it was a because the movie's mm. black and white. I thought that was like Willem Dafoe, mm. the dark. You or you don't know who to Robert. trust. Well, you don't because later yeah. on it turns out that like Patterson is not there because of wanting to be there to do this job. Mm. He's there because he's running away from the law. Yeah, and he's like killed the man and takes his persona and, and takes his persona. Mm. And you have this moment where you're like, did did all this type of shit already occur? Is this, is, because he has this moment at the end of the film, obviously, where you see him like mm. skipping straight to the end of the film. He's laying there, the buzzards are picking his guts apart. Mm. And you have this concept of Prometheus. You have this idea of uh, he's stolen knowledge from the lighthouse. He's stolen, he's conversed. And actually the director said it, Robert Eggers said mm. it that they were conversing when when they looked into the lighthouse it was like they were communicating with something non-human and eternal mm. quote unquote yeah interesting so i was going to ask you about that what you thought what the light meant yeah but i mean as much as the director may say this mm. the interpretations of this film are immense yeah like you can you could watch this movie from start to end and have them as just these are two facets of one being mm. you can watch that and, and like that you can watch the movies as it being um, that um, Willem Dafoe is Proteus. He's the son of Poseidon and he is now, uh, he is a guard of this lighthouse. He's the guardian of this lighthouse. Mm. You know, there's that moment where he's in the lighthouse and he looks up and like, it looks like jizz, <laughs> like goes on his eye. Yeah. And you're like, huh? <laughs> and all on his hands or something. That's what I thought it was. But it was actually like. Uh, slime from the tentacles of the octopus. And the idea is that, like, is Defoe Proteus, is Defoe this octopus that oh. is guarding 
uh, this like communication beam between the gods. Okay. Uh, but there's also this very, you can get another perspective for the film where it's a sexual perspective oh, yeah. where, you know, like uh, there's a desire inside of this lighthouse that pulls mm. both characters to it. And that's why there's a lot of masturbation. There's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a very, you know, it's a lighthouse. It's phallic. Mm. There's actually a, a re-edit of the movie where the lighthouse actually sways like a dick. There's no shit. Sways like a dick. And then there's an intercut moment like Fight Club oh, where they really? show a dick. And then they just <laughs> then they go back to like Whoa. the normal lighthouse. Yeah. And they got rid of it. The director was like, it's kind of childish. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there's so many different aspects to break the movie down. Hmm. And but it all comes back to and you know yourself, you know I want to hear from you the thoughts behind just the characters themselves and how these actors just rip into these characters, man. They chew these characters up. They no, just they love it. Yeah, it's like it's like a Broadway show. I could I could replay, especially Willem's parts over and over again. When I was watching him, I was actually laughing at how good he was. Oh man, that my friend was sitting with me and he was like, "Fuck, he's good." Yeah. And this is a guy that my friend doesn't know fuck all about film, mm. but he's there like he's so good. Yeah, man. And there's that that moment where he's like he's getting angry over the um the lobster. Past. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't oh, like my food. lobster. Yeah. The, oh. <laughs> and then he has that big monologue. Yeah. And you're like, fuck is going on? I think I've got him down here. Uh, yeah. There's like I think it's like two or three parts. Where he's got a this sick monologue, it's like holy crap, man. Well, there's like, I ca- I'm calling it, and I know it's better than mm. this, but it's the same kind of classic feel. I'm calling it his Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction moment. It's his moment where he's like yeah. standing there and being like, "And I will smite thee down, yeah. motherfucker." <laughs> like, you know, like, I think it's better. It, oh, it is. It's a better like, yeah, a more well. It's not pulpy. It's yeah. not like yeah. Pulp Fiction. But um, it is similar in feeling to the sense that this is a man getting rid of all these thoughts and ideas and then being like, and if you don't like it, I'll hurt you. Mm. You know, there's that moment and you're like, and then Robert Patterson just like, okay. <laughs> so, like, the way that he just gives him, he goes, you know, I like your lobster. <laughs> you know what I found? It's like this wasn't, um, it's like they weren't reading off a script. It's like they were just making it up as they were going. That's how believable to me the acting was. Yeah. It was yeah. It feels like this is people delving oh. into madness. Yeah. Yeah. They're slowly going mad. Mm. And it's like, because it feels almost disjointed how mm. they, what they're talking about, how they're talking. It makes no sense. Most of the time it doesn't. It's just <laughs> shit talk. Yeah. Like yeah. it's what happens when you're stuck with someone for too long yeah. in like the same room and you just start being like, oh, look, there's a beetle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're like, man, Beatles are weird. And they're like, yeah, you just... It's like these guys have smoked too much pot and then like just sat in a room for days. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that moment, you know, that that as well, there's moments in it where they're like, have I been here for five weeks? Two days? How long has it been? And you're like, shit, how long has the movie been? Like, what's like, yeah. what's going on? Where are we? What yeah. day is it? You have that moment as well. You're like, what day is it? Yeah. In this but then movie? they found out it was like a, a, a night to go or something. And they just got pissed off. What they drink? They were drinking like um, metho or something. Yeah, <laughs> they were drinking like 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 um what, kerosene. It's kerosene. I don't think it was kerosene. I think it was meth, methylate, methylate spirits. Or else I would have. I think kerosene you'd die, bro. Yeah. Well, think, well meth is poison as well. Yeah, but would have just died yeah, anyway. But I think it was meth. Yeah. I wrote down here right probably the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Mm. I've written down this is word for word. Pattinson reminds me of Tino Day Lewis. <laughs> man, watch it again. Really? It, yeah, man, watch it again. That just. But in what movie? Um, as the butcher. Bro, the butcher's so good. Yeah. When he's, when, he's, when he's shoveling in the coals and stuff, the close-ups of his face, his yeah. his eyes, his whole face was acting. I'm going fuck. All their all their beards and that are real as well. Yeah. But this 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 is what this is what annoys me, right? Well, it's not really annoying. Mm. How, like, oh, he's got talent, right? Mm. Obviously, I think Defoe outshines him in this. Oh, but you got you got like a a seasoned 
a seasoned boy there, like, you know, yeah. Defoe. But he's, yeah. But, like, yeah, Pattinson compared to him, like, he would have been shitting himself. Oh, yeah. For sure, I mean, right? Yeah, but, for but sure. But seeing that, and then he, and he go all the way back to, like, the crappy movies that he made, it's like, man. Well, he's, he hasn't had, like, many bad roles. Mm. I mean, he's, well, he's yeah. just chosen... Obviously, look, do we even need to talk about Twilight now? Like, Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, in that movie, he was terrible. Well, he's terrible because of what he's given mm. and what he's told to do. He's just doing it. Yeah, he's like, he's doing what he's told to do. Yeah. Be a good boy. Go do your fucking job. And sometimes, hey, there's there's good, really good actors out there that do the same shit. Mm. Um, who was it? Uh, that you know how there's the he died now, but the guy that's at the Michael Parks from um, have you ever seen Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. So you know the opening, the sheriff comes in and he's ah, you know the sheriff that's there. That's Michael Parks, really good actor. He's in a lot of Tarantino films. Um, I think Rodriguez films, Kevin Smith films. Red State. He's in Red State as the oh, main yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Um, he says he goes. Sometimes you take a job because of the money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He said it. He goes, this is an old man that had said it. He's like, you take the job because of the money. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. If, if, if it's set, if do you get a chance to get a job, do the job. Well, I guess if you're happy with what you get paid, but I don't know. Some people are hungry, I guess. And they just want to yeah. want better roles. Well, yeah, but th- like you should, I don't think people should shame actors for doing some roles mm. for the money. Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, do you, I, I don't know about you, but. I think Robert Pattinson doing Batman now, as much as he's got to chew on there, he's doing it because it's a classic character and who wouldn't want to do Batman? But the thing is, is that it's not a character that Robert Pattinson would really want to do. It's an interesting decision, eh? It's not something he'd really want to do. Unless he's he's pushing more towards a commercial market. But but maybe maybe pushing towards a commercial market here, maybe he's pushing more towards something like the Joker. Mm. Where he they're pushing towards something that is unique or more indie as a Batman but... film, which I'm fine with. But yeah, put that aside. We got more to talk about that later. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, Patterson wanting a role, mm. this is the type of shit I see him doing. Mm. Where he will one day he'll bank on an Oscar for something like this. Yeah, I think that's coming. It's, he could pull one in for this. There's a lot of there's a lot of people his age now that. I wouldn't say breaking boundaries, but they're they're picking the right movies to yeah to, yeah, to land them something like that, you know, like an Oscar. What about what about um Sir Sharonan? Hmm. Or uh fuck that chick, Dev Patel the chick from as well. True Grit. Yeah. Yeah, Timothy what's his uh, name? Uh, Charlemagne. Sh- yeah, yeah. These these are young kids. Yeah. But they're they're doing shit that is not mm. what most young kids would be doing. Yeah. They're not doing the fucking yeah. all the girls I've loved before or whatever. They're yeah. not doing this shit. Fucking put that aside, bro. Yeah. Even though that kid there, what's his name though? He's he's good. He's good, but he's, I mean he's like a young Ralph Machia. Machia. Yeah. yeah. But that's Ralph Machia. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's his role. Yeah. Now he's doing He Man. Is he? He's playing He Man. Right? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Nah. Look it up, bro. He's He-Man no for a TV way. series or something. Oh, it's a series. Yeah, I wouldn't say a movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, he's going to be doing that. But I just think that with Robert Patterson, if he keeps doing shit like this, like mm. I remember watching him in, in a movie called Cosmopolis. Boring movie. Mm. But the movie itself is boring because the, the actual story is boring. Yeah. It's all set in a limo. Wow. And it's just people coming in and out of the limo. He fucks in the limo. He eats in the limo. <laughs> Everything is happening. Take, take gets driven around the city in the limo, and people come in and out of the car. Oh, that was like there was a phase of movies in like phone booth, and the coffin one with Ryan Reynolds. Was that? Oh around, yeah, was it around that time? Yeah, buried. It, mm, it was a little after. Okay, this was about 2011, 2010. I guess it's close to, yeah. but not. Mm. It's not like Liberty Stands Still in phone booth. Yeah. It's, it's like it's more. It's not even like buried. It's more buried. Yeah, okay. Or the Tom Hardy one where he's like just in the cars oh, on a okay. cell phone. That wasn't too bad. Though. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, but I think these these type of movies, these unique, interesting characters that uh, he can really sink himself into, mm. these will be what will get him an Oscar. And he yeah. has to learn, though, to do what Willem Dafoe does. Did he get nominated? Or I don't think he, he did. 
Man. I think Defoe did. Defoe should have taken it. Instead, we got um, Brad Pitt. Look, he's great. He's great in whole, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's a, it's his movie, if you look at it. Yeah, it's it's true. This is what this is what gets me about the Oscars. Mm. There's there's too many good people in there. They should split it up mm. to certain categories: best actor for drama, best actor for horror. Like, look at uh, what's her name? You know, there's never a horror category. I wish there was. There should be. Yeah, because Tony Collette should have got one. Well, if you look at Everyone says it. If you look at horror as a category, do you want to see filmmaking at its most filmmaking? Like, it is more more like a film if it's a horror movie than any other type of, like, a series or anything. Like, any type of media subject matter. Because there's so many different things. There's lighting, there's sound, there's, they're so ingrained in a horror film. You, you watch a horror film without music, you're fucking boring. <laughs> Like, you can't do it. What are you going to say? I I reckon there's there's the the two different classes of horror. Mm. The ones that are coming out now, which we're going to review next, Mm -hmm. right? Which is classified as a horror, The Nightingale. See, I wouldn't classify that as a horror. Well, people walked in, things like that. Yeah, I would, because she did the Babadook. Same as The Witch and all those other things, right? Yeah. The Witch is a horror. Is it a horror though? It is. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, there could be two. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, this is like, it's the same concept of like same as this movie, Lighthouse. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you know, it delves into this weird realm. It's like a sci-fi. It's 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 what the other guy was doing. The guy did Midsummer was doing. Mm. It's delving into yeah that drama, horror, comedy. It's a little bit of everything. Mm. It's kind of this weird conjunction but, of films. It, but it doesn't have that glossy. Hollywood, no crap shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I'm so happy to see this one, right? And the mm. one we're going to do next, Nightingale. Yeah, I'm so happy to see these two films together because it makes you love movies again. It does. Not, not say, not say that I, I don't love movies. It's like an appreciation for what goes into something. You know, not like seeing a Marvel movie, which you know, you know, look, you know, it's going to be great. Well, most of them. It's entertaining. Yes. It's, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not thought provoking. Yeah. yeah. Look, when we, when every time we've done a Marvel movie on on a podcast, mm. we we talk about how cool a scene was, yeah, or how much fun it was to hear this. Mm. We never go like, "Hey, did you see the folklore behind yeah. a character yeah, or, or something?" Or, yeah, psychologically, or, yeah, they're just yeah, nothing. Or a delve into the psyche of yeah. of a man in a lighthouse. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't talk about that. Mm. The closest you can get to something like that is, um, the fucking vulture. In Spider Man, that's about as good of a, a villain, pretty much. Yeah. Or Thanos, like in Infinity War, not even in Endgame. Mm. Endgame is whatever, but you know they're the only two or three things. It's usually the villains that have the most interesting backstories in something yeah. like Marvel. Yeah. But yes, it isn't polished. It isn't this polished. Mm. You know, it's not shiny. Yeah, and like it's polished, but yeah, it's not shiny. Yeah, it's not shiny. It's yeah, not it's- like we're not looking at plastic. Mm. We're looking at a grit. We're looking at yeah. So, um, we're looking at Correct, um, yeah. uh, it's almost like a, a texture aged and aged. Yeah, a texture. Yeah. There's there's people. These people are artists. Yes, that's the word. And they're using all of these facets mm. like a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah. It isn't just like, hey man, how can we make make it just look good? <laughs> it is. How can we give you information? themes relevance mm. within every frame and yeah. why are we doing it well it's like example it's like comparing wes anderson yeah to michael bay <laughs> both of, but the thing is this they're is both, the thing yeah they're both good they're both good in their own right yeah but to me for me film is about something that's just gonna anything should you know you know what i mean like it's gotta it's gotta express something it's, it's yeah. gotta say something it's gotta give you an emotion if I go into any of those, you know, um, Roland Emmerich or whatever those things, hmm. it's cool. It takes away for you know, a couple of seconds. But I want to, I want to watch a movie, go in, go out, and go, holy shit, yeah, that was amazing. How does that improve my life? Well, there's also there's times and places for everything. It's a context moment. It's how you feel. You know, I I don't think, and you know yourself, we're not saying that you know, fuck all Roland Emmerich movies or fuck Michael Bay. It's not saying that. Mm-hmm. It's saying. These people are giving a product in this way, yep. 
but to them it's a product it's a movie mm. and this is why i like to make this the subject of there's movies and films yeah it's a movie it's entertaining yeah this film this is film yeah this is what you this is a feeling mm. you know what i mean you walk out of it you were shocked mm. you you're thought provoking you walk out of marvel and you're like that was fun <laughs> yeah. that's the feeling you get by this one note yeah you don't think about There's it later no levels. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. So. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. You're, you're going to start to do this thing. The, you know, going back to like some of the ways you can look at this movie. One of the things I really loved about it was the whole superstition mm. and the uh, the respects uh, of almost like a sailor man or the, you know, the quote unquote, the wiki. Yeah. You know, don't yeah, yeah. You know, the wiki. Yeah. You know, like you know, which is like a term that was there because of uh, uh, the the men used to have to trim the wick of the lighthouse, yeah. Yeah. like actually trim it like a normal candle. Um, the wiki, but I like the idea of uh, which it could have been called that, mm. the wikis or something. But then it would have been cool for him because it's like there's the witch, the wikis, and then he could do one more with a W yeah. and like fucking. Treated it as a series. Uh, you know what I like though, as as much as it's like a like a deep film, right? I love this the little added bits of comedy in there. Oh, so good, bro! The masturbation, brilliant. <laughs> you find that comedic? Yeah, man. Fuck, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a the, child, bro. The farts. <laughs> the farts were good. The farts. Oh, yeah. But but you know was good as well. They got- introduced Willem's character perfectly. As soon as they get into the house, he's freaking pissing in that pot. Yeah, straight away he just knows he's just man, he's he's, a grub. <laughs> yeah, but he's at home. Yeah, that's his that's his world. He feels relaxed. Yeah, that's it's like, oh, it's thought out so well, man. <laughs> he's pissing the pot. There's a funny. Yeah, they call what is it like? You you smell like yeah, uh, jism or something. Yeah, you, how you, good was that then, line? And then he, but he says something rotten like jism or something. You know, you, you know, you're a rotten foreskin or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, genius, so good. <laughs> but there's a funny comment I saw on YouTube about the whole farts thing, yeah. and someone's breaking it down way too hard. Mm. Like they're like, you know, I'm like, I'm telling you, there's all these different ways to look at it. They're like, yeah, but what if they were like, the idea is they're gaslighting them with all the farts, and I'm like, fucking. Come on, bro. Wow. You're delving too deep yeah. here. Like He's like, man, Willem Dafoe's on constantly gaslighting him and then the lighthouse and then him farting. And I'm like, that's... Think it too hard. Oh, <laughs> think it too deep. Wow. <laughs> you know how I said um, before, how I said there's like a role reversal? Mm. Did you notice halfway through, well, in the beginning of the movie, right? Mm. Willem always sits in that rocking chair yep. and smokes, right? Halfway through, when things start to twist and turn, Patterson's sitting in the rocking chair and smoking. Yeah. yeah. You noticed? Yeah. Well, it's because he's constantly like, uh, what is it called? Like, when someone is telling you, do this, do this, come on, come do this. Um, it's constantly like, maybe not provoked, uh, peered, like pressured. Mm. He's constantly, I was looking for the word. Mm. I'm not good at that. He's pressured into drinking, drink every night, drink. Mm. And you can see that obviously drink is something that has fucked him in the past. Yeah. Like it could be that like another way to look at the film, alcoholism. Yeah. Delve into someone's Mm. alcoholism. Yeah. You know, it takes you to places where Mm. all of a sudden you're fucking a mermaid. (laughs) Okay. When you first You should get an Oscar for that alone, bro. You know when um when he pulls the mermaid out of the, the hole in the mattress? Oh yeah. I always thought I thought that was like a fuck hole or something. <laughs> oh it looked, like, it looked like there was pubes in there. <laughs> That's right, it did, eh? Did it, was that what they were trying to go for? I don't know. I know. And what's the word mermaid? That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> if you want to. The movie's that like out there, you could be like that's like a weird glory hole for oh. But what I find weird, it's like that he already knew the mermaid was in there. That's what, what's what the yeah. whole thing. It could be, is it just there was this one person lighthouse and it's just showing two personalities? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, it's just yeah. one person yeah. there. I think it plays better like that. It plays better in the first half like that. And then by the second half of the film, you really start to grasp that these are two different people and that like... But are they? 
Yeah, well, it's like, well, you, I mean, you could look at it as if, like, you know, the the darker half is guarding a secret, mm. and it's trying to be like telling the, the the lighter half, which is Patterson, don't come and look at this secret. Because at the end of the day, the story is all just like, simply enough, it's we want to see what's in the lighthouse. Mm. That's all it is. Mm. I mean, the the madness is just a. Uh, uh, well, it's right there. He can't get it. Well, the madness isn't the story. The madness is the. Uh, what is occurring to the people as the progression of the story is, and mm. the like as the progression of the story is mounting, it's it's like a build to be like, you know, what's in the lighthouse? Show me what's in the fucking lighthouse! Mm. Like he's constantly yeah. like, oh, yeah. and it's just simply because of curiosity. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, uh, you know, maybe the killing the darker half and being like you know, move out of my way, turned him completely dark. Mm. This is some, like, Star Wars Ray shit right here, bro. Mm. This is, like, some dark side, light side shit right here. Star Wars so shit. <laughs> You're, like... <laughs> Just saying it. <laughs> After watching this, man, <laughs> you'd think that for sure. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. Let's move on to the seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fits. I mean, the superstitions, man, are the best. <laughs> Dan's broken, bro. <laughs> He's legit broken. Like, <laughs> you don't touch the seagulls. <laughs> Next oh, minute. He taught it a lesson. <laughs> Next minute, bro. He slams. That. It's like he was like... It was, I don't even know what it's like. It's like it was like, you know, someone with like a tea towel, yeah. drying a tea towel. Like, <laughs> it was like an angry nonna slapping yeah. a kid for tea so, towel. <laughs> Which chicken do you want? And they just walk up and, and snap oh, their neck. Man, that was brutal, but they left it on there for so long. But there's no need for that, but I liked it. <laughs> well, look, dude, you've been. Let me, let me, let me give you this. Okay. You're walking through storms with coals, all right? Oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, scrubbing, you're scrubbing floors. You're picking up shit. Shit goes over your face. Yeah. Uh, but then, no, but you're doing all that stuff and then you go and clean out the lavatory and this fucking bird sprays shit all yeah. over your face. Dude, I'm not surprised. And you have a boss that treats you like shit and thinks you do nothing. Like trash. Yeah. Like he, like he's treating him like a, um, an abusive worker. Yeah. Like... It's crazy. Oh, man, that was funny. Oh, it was... It was brilliant. <laughs> but it went for so long. Yeah. But that, and that was the turn of the movie. That was the turn of the character. Yeah. The, well, the, yeah. you have that moment where... Um, he just remember he's, he, Yeah, but he says that thing as well. He goes, don't do anything to the birds or the winds will change. Yeah. And the wind... Straight away, the winds oh, change, man, bro. Oh, man, that's... It, it was just... Boom. The folklore kicks in. The, the superstitions yeah. kick in. And that's where, like, respect in this is a mm. big thing. There's this respect for hierarchy. There's this respect for the island itself, respect for its secrets. Mm. You know, the, the idea here is not that you, you shouldn't be wanting knowledge. You should be guarding knowledge. Mm. It's kind of the concept. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And to want knowledge is to turn you into... A lun- lunatic. A lunatic, yeah. Yeah. Go crazy. Yeah, um, insane. So, I think we've done quite a bit on it. Is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, just going over your thing. notes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. When they were sort of, uh, they just like you know they went to the, down a path of just both of them were just totally out of it, full mm. pissed, and they were hiding under the table. <laughs> yeah, and the water comes crashing in. Yeah, I mean that took me by surprise that that shot. What, the water crashing through? Yeah, and just demolishes the house. Yeah. Well, no, I thought that was an epic shot, man. man. There's shit everywhere yeah. after that. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all the shit from the pipes. pipes like, man, yeah. I like at the start where I'm like, <laughs> they walk in and I'm like, what a shithole. And then later on, at the end of the movie, I'm like, how, we, how did we get worse? <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it looks like a fucking drug den yeah. by the end of the film. Yeah. You know, like, I saw Jesse Pinkman sitting in there. <laughs> He's cooking up in the corner, bro. <laughs> oh, man. 
It wasn't blue. It was black and white, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and I also noticed um, every time they were eating, there was always a butcher knife. Did you see it? Just What, stuck in the center or something? Yeah, it was well, I'm thinking, man, are they going to use that knife? It's conflict. Yeah, I just saw that. It's, it's always there. Yeah, it's oh, something's going to happen. But how cool is it that there's moments in it where the conflict... It's like he treats him... This is the greatest thing. <laughs> he all... <laughs> Every day treats him like trash, yeah. and then like Willem are, Defoe, and then sits down and he goes, "Yes, sir, how's your day?" <laughs> and you're like, well, "What do you think it's oh. like?" You'd, oh, you'd be so oh, angry. Man. I can't believe you didn't get an Oscar, man. That wasn't tough. <laughs> that performance, man. Oh. It, like every day, imagine just sitting down every day to someone that's just the thought of me sitting down with the people that I worked on on my movie that I worked on, like the the big movie that I worked on. Oh. Sounds like hell. It sounds like a PTSD trip, bro. Yeah. I'd just be there like absolutely uh, muscle tight for like the whole of dinner. I wouldn't be able to eat properly. So, oh. just thinking about sitting with this guy for like dinner and then him being like, you're going to drink with me? And then saying the same old folklore like in the, yeah. no, here's to drink, well, he, here's he's to- He's got no choice. Where's, where's he going to yeah. go? Hang out with the seagulls. And he's not like, he has this weird, res- yet again, a respect thing where it's like, mm. you have to sit with me and do this because it's a respect to do this ah no oh. <laughs> i don't want to oh man it's it incredible man incredible I, I oh man you know his performance reminds me of jack nicholson in one flew over the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. nest yeah man even yeah. you know even a uh, jack torrance oh. yet again nicholson in yeah. shining yeah Actually, that's a, probably a better representation. Yeah, yeah. A slow dive into yeah, madness. But it was better. He's better, man. I don't know, man. No, nah, watch it again. You get a look at his eyes, man. He was better. I don't know. Do you watch? Did you watch that behind the scenes documentary of Nicholson? All filmed by like I think yeah, it was. He's punching himself in the face. He's going crazy. No, my favorite part of the whole documentary is nothing to do with the acting. I'll tell you what it is. It's watching Nicholson brush his teeth. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Because he'll brush his teeth, spit, brush again, spit, and then rinse off the toothbrush, but not his mouth. Yeah, our Americans keep the toothpaste in their mouth. That's what I heard. I've never heard that in my life. They That's crazy. Spit it out. Yeah, they don't wash their mouth out. That's weird. That's fucking weird to me. Mm. I wash my mouth out. Shit's dirty. You have that sit in your mouth all day. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but watching him do That's that I, heard. I don't know if it's right or not watching him do that was the weirdest shit ever it's like he was using the wet brush to get rid of a little bit of the toothpaste yeah. that interested me more than wow. the rest of the documentary that was on The Shining yeah, yeah The Shining Yeah, that girl actress was atrocious I'm just gonna say that it's the worst Shelley Duvall oh man that was so bad she's your favourite I thought I couldn't watch that all. Oh, yeah, that movie was so bad. At least you know the crying's real. Um, the oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got no other notes in here. Nothing. Um, um, well, other than other than yeah, they just kept they just kept looking at the uh, that. Well, Willem kept looking at the lighthouse like as if it was a god or some sort of entity. Yeah, he was drawing power or well, some type of like yeah. Almost like a sexual desire from it. Well, yeah. The from, want to well, be there constantly from that fake with geez, it. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, it's other than that, the arguing and... Oh, man, it's, it's incredible. I mean, you could also see it as like a, a father-son dynamic. Yeah. You know, where like, let's say, um, you know, Poseidon, Willem Dafoe plays Poseidon and Patterson is Proteus mm. in this moment. And he's, I don't know. It, it, you could look at it so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful film for that it's, reason. Yeah, it's great, yeah. And not only that, but it's just a beautiful looking film. Mm. Because it's just, it's gone with a, uh, it's gone with a design. It's gone with a, a style. Mm. And it's delivered with it. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography is great. It's good to see something that's different. Black the foghorn. Yeah. Sounds mm. fantastic. It's great. The, yeah, it's just a, it's a fantastic film. Um, let's get your rating. This is a hard one to rate. Yeah, I'll tell you that though. Yeah. Cause it's like you said in the beginning, like I probably won't watch it again. Um, it's an experience. Because of the experience. Um, look, I'm probably going to give it over an eight, mm. eight and a half. Yeah. It's up there. It's up there. I'd give it probably an eight. 
Yeah. I'd... No, you know what? I'm going to give it a... No, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Yeah. I'm giving it a, a eight and a half. Flat. Nothing yeah. higher or lower. Because I'm thinking of our next movie. Yeah, that's pretty good too. That's fucking good, bro. So, <laughs> I got to, I got to, you know, balance shit out here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd give it an eight and a half. Easy. Yeah. It's just it... Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's definitely. Oh, yeah. Even if it's... Yeah. it's It is a film. Hmm. It is not a movie. It is a film. Yeah. So, um, get... If you haven't seen The Lighthouse, mm. god damn it, watch The Lighthouse. It's it's the it's one of those movies that you just just view it and mm. sit there and you know what, grab a beer with it because you're probably going to need it, but <laughs> just for the sake of, you know, relaxing. Mm. But yeah, enjoy it. All right. Let's move on to the drop. Um Let's can you introduce us to the drop, Dan? <laughs> oh, here we go, ready? There you go. That was more creative. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thanks. Drop it. Cinematic trailers in your viewer. You should watch out for all these movies. Drop it. So, uh, um, I've got... I'll start off. Yeah, yeah. Don't... We want... However many there are, halve the amount that you yeah, have. Yeah, All right. All right, well, I'll... I'll, I'll pick two this, this time. Well... How many do you have? One. Oh, I've got three. Okay, we get two. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, first one, the easy one, is the the, the Batman. Yeah. Screen, um, screen test. Yeah, the costume. Well, not costume review. Yeah, it's a screen test. Yeah. Because it's not the initial costume. Mm. Thank fuck. That cowl, like the helmet, looks horrible. It looks I'm, horrible, I really man. Wanted to, I really wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> it looks terrible, bro. Do you? You don't like it? Oh, it looks Fucking trash. Boy, uh, it's the, the look that they're going for looks very futuristic. N- no, it doesn't. It looks like a bad, like, it cl- looks closer to um, Adam West's look than it does anything else. The helmet. I'm looking at it again right now. Look at it because... Look at it. It's, look at it it's, put the, it's put still the, like a high-tech armor on it. Look. No, that's that's the suit. The suit looks fine. Yeah. He's, don't you think Patterson's face is too pointy yes, for Batman? The chin is too pointy. Mm. It looks weird, bro. It looks like young Batman, like really young, yeah, like seventeen-year-old yeah. Batman. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind the top bit. Nah, I don't like it. But I've been spoiled. Oh. I've been spoiled because the best-looking Batman, Affleck. Affleck. Oh my god. Yeah. Thick boy Batman's my boy. Yeah. That's um, the best suit, and I love how the suit has like every time you do something in it, it like, for example, there's like a knife slash yep. and there's sparks. Mm. Like it doesn't go, knife doesn't go through the fucking suit. Mm. Bullet, like that guy runs up and Batman and Superman shoots him in the head yep. and he's like, oh, yep. <laughs> just, yeah. but the bullets don't go through. It's just like dum, dum, off yeah. his head. Just giving him fucking migraine. Mm. Like it's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but this looks, I'm sorry. The suit, I like the, um, uh, the, the logo mm. because it also looks like it doubles as, uh, a tool yeah like if you look at that what again bat- batarangs like batarangs or or even like weird knives yeah that like i don't know some form of like weird knives um so it looks like it doubles as a tool i'm gonna i'm gonna be positive for this because I'm, I'm a not. big i'm a big apes fan and matt reeves man he killed that he I know. killed that series he killed it like as in very good yeah so i've got high hopes for this batman i don't have high hopes I, I love Matt Reeves as well. I think that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is possibly one of the top so 50 movies of yeah. the decade. Yeah. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes is it's okay. It's a good movie, yeah. but it's not like as good as the second film. Yeah. But I just... This is not my Batman. Like, so far, what I've seen... I'm going to be... I'm gonna, I always give a benefit of the doubt. It's a, it is a screen test. Yeah, I'll, but I'll always give a benefit of the doubt. Until I actually see this on screen, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. But, you know, look, there's things about Affleck's Batman I didn't like. I didn't like that he killed. There was a reason for it in the film. Mm. You know, he's older, more. He's crossed that line once before and killed. But it's still just like, I'm just disappointed that I'll never see thick boy Batman beat someone up like he did in Batman vs Superman's like weird warehouse scene. I just want to see more of that in my yeah, life. It's brutal, though. I just want to see him like punch yeah. someone so hard a tank. that he yeah. 
falls into the ground like <laughs> like like yeah. he, he literally uh uh, scorpions into the ground. Yeah. His body. Yeah. That's what I want to see more of. I want to see him get sh- get well, shanked it's... and pull the knife out and go, <laughs> and uh, shank the other person. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to think if they do it like the new Joker style, mm. how will they do the action scenes? It, no, instead of like, instead of doing new Joker style, you'd do something like, for example, year one. So, there'd be minimal Batman uh, it would be more of a, a story piece and uh, it would be more about Bruce Wayne being uh, who he is. So, you're saying more about, Batman will come out at the end? Just yeah. Just like Joker? I mean, kind of like that. But you'd also set it with a different tone to Joker completely. Oh, yeah. You don't even... You don't have it be like that style at all. Mm. You do your own unique style. You know, but, but that's... Yeah. You, it can It can work. He can do it. And it can be a standalone Batman movie that's really good. Oh, I hope um, so. They need something. Oh, they need it. Although, you know, my, my thoughts of comic book movies, but then the Joker changed that because that, you know, probably sits in my top five movies of all time. Yeah. it's They can do it. But I, I'm, I like Matt Reeve. I think Patterson is more than good enough to play the role. I just don't... When I visually think of Batman... He's definitely not the first person I think of as Batman. See, I, you take fucking John Kaczynski and you put that guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. generally, we'll week, yeah. like, like he even like looks like he could get jacked, Batman jacked. Oh yeah. You know, and he's got that crew like a little joker, jokery looking, like in the sense of like a little, mm. little bit like dweeby looking. I'd fucking take it. I'd, I'd take that as a, a Batman over like mm. look wise over Pattinson. Yeah. So, but let's see what happens with him. Yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, keen to see what he does. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, the other one, which I'm really pumped to see, mm. is by the legendary Wes Anderson, French Dispatch. French Dispatch. <laughs> I don't know what else you can say about this. That fucking trailer looks like fun. Yeah, it's good. Another old school aspect ratio. Another movie that's well, I shouldn't say a movie. It's a, it's another film. Yeah. I think this is going to be, hopefully be another masterpiece. Um, and it, like I said, I, in every time we talk about it, it's good to see people coming out with their own style, and it's just different from all the shitty Hollywood shit that's out there. Yeah, it's good. Well, also what I like, we've seen. We just watched before this, um, just to give a little more context. Mm. We watched the trailer to half the trailer to Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. And watching that, that's like, what, maybe 15 years ago? Mm. You can see a director coming into his own. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I, I was like, I, I said to Dan, I was like, you know, I remember this movie. I really like this movie. Mm. And then he goes, is it like his new ones? And I'm like, I think it is. Like, I remember scenes where, like, he's moving between the houses, like like a, a Wes Anderson film. Like, it's mm. just one big play set. Yeah. Um, like, kids play set. Mm. But then watching the trailer, it's very much more um, handheld feeling, yep. a little more like loose, mm. not so stick-based. Yep. Um, and I thought to myself, this is someone coming into their own. There's mm. a director slowly learning what style he wants. Yep. Now, you watch his last three or four movies. Oh, solid. But think about this. I just want you to think about this. Mm. He's got a team now. That team... That's refined. Is, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mm. It's refined. It's They come in and they know... Wes doesn't need to be like, so this is kind of what I want to see. Wes just goes, so this is... And they're like, yeah, we've already set it up. Yeah. yeah. They, they know what he wants by now. The style is present. It's yeah. stuck. It's mm. going to be there until he decides to mm. redesign. Yeah. Uh, it, he's now got a, a team that is just like, we know what to do with a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. You should see his um, Prada oh, it's, it's a commercial, or I guess like seven minutes. Have you seen that? No. It's pretty good, man. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the way you say that is like- It's pretty good, man. It's really fucking good. Yeah, like it's- he's, You know how I describe his filmmaking? What? It's like how Tarantino is with dialogue. I can just hmm. see two guys in a well-lit room just talking shit. 
Wes Anderson, I can just sit there, turn all the sound off and just watch the shots play out. Yeah. That's it's oh, very, very thoughtful, man. It's like it's all you'll the, the pictures tell the story. It's just aesthetic. Yeah. There's an aesthetic there that is Yeah, and it does. It does tell the story. It's like it's like a Charlie Chaplin thing, right? Yeah. You can just see the, the actions or whatever is more important than the words. But it's also because they're like caricatures. Hmm. You know what I mean? Each character is like for example, the character one character will have a really big nose. And then another character will have Adrian Brody. <laughs> look at Willem Dafoe. The other one character will have really dark under the eyes yeah. and take off his shoes to kill people or have a motorbike. Or then the other character will be uh, in a, a, what's it called? Suit, a guest suit. Yeah. You know? And the, the old lady will be in furs and blind. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. They're like weird comic characters or, or someone in the street drawing a caricature. Yeah. And you put that into a thing and... Each character, you don't have to hear anything from them. You're like, mm. oh, I know that's rich, a rich person. Yeah. I know that's a murderer. Mm. I know that's a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a guest person in a hotel. Yeah, um, man. It's like uh, you're playing. Um, what's that game where you flip the tiles? Guess Cluedo? who? Like, guess who? Yeah. Yeah, Clu- oh, yeah Cluedo. Cluedo. Yeah, I should say that one. Yeah. Yeah, you have your set. Yeah. 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 It's it's the same thing, and it's all, all these movies are like that. All of them are like that, mm. and you get trapped into this like very vibrant and very colorful world. You never really, very rarely do you see a Wes Anderson film that doesn't have vivid colored colors, mm. like vivid colors. Mm. Like every room, like one room will be yellow, bright yellow. And the next room will be bright pink. And then <laughs> but it works. It all works. Well, the Prada one, they've got a lot of neons and there was one shot. Oh, I should show you. There was one shot, a blue bus pulls up. <laughs> but in the window of the bus, yeah. there's a cafe. It's in Italy. It's a cafe, C-A-F-F-E-E, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but that's a blue neon. This The the production design alone is like, holy crap. He's, uh, the main characters were wearing uh, red and yellow and just goes with every scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. sick, man. He's constantly, he's almost like he's doing some weird advertisement without advertising. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're constantly drawn to a location on the screen. Mm. And that's also like, how many times do you watch a Wes Anderson film and all of a sudden your eye is drawn to somewhere specific on the fucking screen, Mm. like very specifically. And the space has nothing in it. Mm. There was a shot in that trailer for the French Dispatch where it's a fucking, it's a classroom chalkboard. And you see one character on the right-hand side of the corner. But the the words are pointing down to that character. Yeah. Very smart. And she just turns and looks at the, like, breaks the fourth to you. It's it's so good. (laughs) Solid, eh? And narration. He uses a lot of cool narration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, It's Um, good. It's good seeing these guys around. It's, um... uh, I'm just sad that Daniel Day-Lewis isn't doing any more movies. (laughs) That's fine. He's had his time. No way, man. He's so good. Yeah, but he's... he's let him let him rest. Let a man yeah, rest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If he gets another Paul Thomas Anderson film, yeah. he'll come back. Yeah. Um, the one, There's only one that I got for this one because I want to keep a few. Um, the Hunt. There's a movie that uh, was supposed to come out last year. Mm. Then a whole bunch of real-life murders occurred. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, like, it was like a massacre that happened. And it was at the same time the movie was supposed to release... So they push back the date. Yeah, I think it has um, Hillary, not Hillary Swank. It's got someone else in it, and it's all about like they set loose a whole bunch of killers. In oh, Matt Nicholson. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, uh, that's not it. No, that's the hunt for red. Oh uh, yeah, Ethan, please, is that the one? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Tried to actually watch it, but. It looks like, look like a Netflix sort of thing. It, it does look pretty, like, glossy. Yeah. Um, but it was supposed to be released, and now it's finally getting released. Oh, um, oh and Lindelof. Is it, is it Hilary Swank in it? Tame and the... Lindelof, man. That guy writes everything in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Who's the who's the girl in it? Um, Ethan Suppley. Oh, Emma Roberts? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, just go down to the, the cast. Uh, yeah. Oh, Hilary, Hilary Swank. Swank, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, it's one that I, I want to watch it. 
It looks like sounds a, interesting. Like a, a looks like a pretty midweek horror film. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm never against it. Oh, I, hope it ro- I hope it rolls better than the last. There's version. one movie you should watch, uh, called Haunt. Really, bro? Is it good? So good. You still got to watch um, Ghost Story. I know. I have to. Haunt. I loved it. 2019. That one there. That's the one, man. That's the one. Who's in that? Fantastic. I really liked it. Very simple premise, yeah, but the twists in it, man, mint. Really. So good. Halloween, a group of friends account an extreme haunted house that promised to feed on the That's all it is. That one's too... Simple. Is that on Netflix? Uh, no, I had to download it. Okay. That was a, a cheeky, cheeky. That, <laughs> to, <My it's>, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I, I highly suggest it. Yeah. No, yeah. that sounds good. It's good fun. Awesome. All right. Let's wrap it up. Yep. Um, so this week we did... The Lighthouse. Uh, you've been listening to Spoil Radio. I'm Reese, and I am Dan. <laughs> I'm really, Sam. Let, really letting these sit these <laughs> days, aren't you? <laughs> you said I'm Sam. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm Dan. God damn it. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Christmas.